This is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and notifier button so you can be aware whenever a new episode is available. Also, leave a comment and a review. We would really appreciate that. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Hi, and thanks for tuning in. I wanted to remind you of our Road to 1,000 Subscribers giveaway that we have going on our YouTube channel. If you subscribe and have a public profile, you'll be entered to win a free RX Smart Gear original jump rope. You'll get to pick the pattern of the handles, the color and weight of the cable, and you'll be getting one of the best-selling, best-performing jump ropes out there. Every time we hit a new century mark with the number of subscribers to our channel, we'll randomly select a new winner. And our friend Dave Newman is going to throw in a little something extra for each winner. So a special thanks to our sponsor, RX Smart Gear, to Dave Newman for being such a great partner, and to you for being a loyal listener. Good luck, and I hope you are our next winner. Welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Switzer. I am the Clydesdale. I'm your host. We love to do fitness, and these are my friends. And I have two special friends with me today. It is Catherine and Dave. And I'm forgive me, I don't even know your last name. Um, Catherine Butler. And Dave Charlton. So they are the founders and owners of Fantasy Fitnessing. If you have not played that, it is awesome. I've been doing it for a while now, and it's becoming an addiction for me. Yeah, yeah you're uh, definitely one of our, uh, our first players, which was awesome and big for us to see you know, uh, a podcaster join and uh, jump on board. So it was exciting to see. So what we're going to do is find out how these two got into CrossFit. Um, so how was that? What, what, did, what was it that brought you into CrossFit in the first place? Well, like us <laughs> actually doing CrossFit is I wanted to do it actually longer, like before I actually started, but I was home with kids and just wasn't sure about starting CrossFit and daycare and stuff like that. And then we moved communities and then our eldest daughter actually became friends with the owner of the CrossFit gym that I was thinking of going to. <laughs> so she started going to like kids CrossFit classes. And I was like, well, I've actually been wanting to like do this and now she's going, so I should go. So then I, the foundations there was like a, I think it was six weeks at yeah. the time. So I did the foundations and then Dave did foundations. And then all four of us have done CrossFit, both our yeah. kids and us now. <laughs> yeah, like it, Catherine was certainly a closet CrossFit fan. Like she yeah. was more on Instagram. Um, and so I know like more of a background. I remember, I think it was like 2017 or 2018 regional. She was watching it on her phone. I was like, I'm like, it's a nice day. It's finally spring here. Like, let's go out, take the kids to the park. And she was enthralled by these exercise races. I'm like, this is this is silly. You can watch. I'll just, we'll go to the park. And then we watched, like, the Redeem and Dominic came out a couple of weeks later. And, like, I'm always good, down for a good sports documentary. So we watched him. Oh, this was pretty exciting. So like, that came down to the race between like Tia and Kara uh, and that final event. So I was like, I was pretty hooked that way. Um, I guess it was probably 2018. And then we watched the games that summer and I was pretty much hooked. Um, I'm like, Oh, this is cool. I, I got to do this. And so, yeah, we uh, talked to our, our neighbors across the street there and uh, they got us signed up for foundations and that's kind of jumped in that way. 
And now I'm not the only crazy person <laughs> watching people exercise. Yes. They dovetail quite rapidly. It's those doggone documentaries, man. It, it, it snatches us all right in. Yeah. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. So what were your fitness goals when you first started up? Had you always been involved in fitness or, or was this something new for you? Um, I had kind of always been athletic, like growing up was always in all the different sports and stuff, um, played college basketball and that. And then just through having kids and stuff, I was just really out of shape. Um, so going across, it was actually like super scary, but I knew the people that owned it. I knew like our neighbor, Christy, she was the one that was coaching the 930 class. They had childcare so I could bring the kids and yeah, it was just be able to move around better for our kids was my goal. Cause it was, they were tiring, man, still are, <laughs> but whatever. That's another topic. Yeah. yeah. I like how you nonchalantly said played college basketball. Like it was no big deal. <laughs> it was just kind of athletic. Kind of athletic. Yeah. Yeah. Humble, humble brag. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like from my perspective, it was just, I played sports at a, a lower level than Catherine growing up, but, um, you know, again, like always active and always part of it. And then, um, for a while, or I guess still to this point, we only have one car. And so I cycled everywhere and kind of transitioned into just being kind of a, a cyclist build, um, and wanted to get back more into the strength training, um, did stuff at a gym in the office, but never really got into it. And so, um, just seeing again, like this, the CrossFit games totally sold me on it. Um, seeing the uh, athletic capability of all those athletes, I'm like that's that's something that uh, appealed. So um, yeah, like the strength and gymnastics and athleticism was really, you know, to, to go from kind of just a, a cardio focus to to be an all around athlete again was the draw for me. So Dave, you, you cycled a lot. Are you one of the, the few that like the assault bike in a workout? Yeah, I think I like it because I'm good at it. <laughs> <laughs> there is not a lot that I can hang my hat on at being good. So when there's an assault bike, I'll take it because um, I'm able to, to hold a fairly fast pace and then catch up that way. So yeah, I'm, I, I'm one of the weirdos you know, from that perspective. <laughs> Yeah. I like it for about 20 seconds. If, if, <laughs> if it's like a 15 calorie thing, I just, I stand up with my Clydesdale body and I crank it out in like 15 seconds. And then I stumble off the bike and usually pass out somewhere in the next movement. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at, did you ever like go attend events in person? Um, once you became a fan, was that possible? Uh, cause you guys are, you guys are based in Canada, correct? Yeah. We're in Calgary, Alberta. Um, no, the one event that a few people since we've joined the gym have gone to was Can West, like the sort of pre-sanctional version of it. that was in Vancouver. Um, I think kind of contemplated it, but with kids and stuff, it was just not sort of a priority to go. So the first live competition that is like an elite level that I've been to was Wadapalooza when I saw you just in January. Wow. So, yeah. That, that was a big first one. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would say that it may be the biggest of all the ones I've been to and I've been to the games. Yeah. Um, it, 
Wadapalooza is crazy. Like you cannot describe it to people properly because um, yeah, people have tried normal, over the years. Normal yeah. people that don't understand CrossFit, they're like, oh, how was your trip to Miami? I was like, you have no idea what I just <laughs> yeah. did, but it, it was awesome. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, are there any like place, any events that you have a big desire to get to at some point? Hopefully the game. Yeah. Well, the game's the big one. Um, I don't know. All of them. All really. of them? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'd be, I don't know. It'd be fun to, from a travel perspective to get down to West Coast Classic or Granite or yeah, I don't know. Actually, they're not semifinals this year. So I actually don't know what's going on with them. Um, yeah. We don't know what the semifinals are. They could be. Yeah, they yeah. could be unnamed. Um, yeah. So depending on travel, it could be nice to get down to a semifinal this year. Um, just proximity. They'd be a lot easier. Um, potentially Atlas this year as well, just because um, traveling within Canada is easier than crossing the border at the moment. But um, yeah, really it'd be fun to get to, to any that we could. So how far is Atlas from you? It's about a five hour flight. So like, Oh, wow. Think of us like we're, I don't know, we're right above Montana. So like Montana, Idaho border to say New York would kind of be the, the distance there. So um, it's a, it's a bit of a flight. So. Wow. Yeah. I know Montreal is way up there. Um, yeah. but I didn't know, I didn't know how far I, my Canadian geography is not right. what I would say a one. Um, yeah. I, I'm lucky that I know U S geography. Yeah. So yeah, but, we're, we're Calgary, which is, you know, just East of the Rocky mountains. So, um, yeah, probably, I think it's probably pretty in line with Salt Lake from a, uh, east west perspective okay so what was it that um made you think hey i want to create something in this space um that people can enjoy yeah like ended up like the i know the original idea was kind of that lull before you know a metcon starts and i'm like somebody must have been still loading their barbell and just kind of waiting for the clock to get set up when I was, you know, I thought like, I was probably thinking about my fantasy football team. I was like, Hey, what about fantasy CrossFit? Like it was right when the second or second season of sanctionals came up. So um, there was kind of an extended season similar to golf and thought it was, you know, a fun way or it could be a fun way to help follow the season and the athletes. You know, there's, um, with so many events going on, it was something from a, a fan's perspective that um, you could follow along and have some fun with and learn about all the different athletes um, from that perspective. So it, it was, you know, started out as an idea from a, more of a fan's perspective as a, as a way to follow along and uh, learn something about the, all the athletes. Yeah, it's, through the functional section, it was just so hard to know who was where and who's competing and who's actually like an up and comer. And because the strength of all the different competitions was so different. And then you were hit with COVID the first year you tried to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think we ran I don't know, six or seven weeks. Yeah, we, we got into it. So um, yeah, so it was started to get a lot of momentum and then COVID hit and everything shut down for well, an extended period of time for the games rolled around. So it was a tough first start, but I think, you know, we learned a lot and different approaches we could take um, through all the different events. So that was a good learning experience kind of in a, 
a lower key type of uh, situation. And it also gave us a lot of time to load a whole bunch of athlete data because there was no competitions going on. So to kind of build out sort of the athlete stat database that we have, the break kind of gave us time to do that. I apologize for coughing. I'm trying to mute. I'm allergic to my dog and we're trying to figure out the right medication to get oh, me no. through all this. Um, but I've been, I've been a fantasy football player for a very, very long time. Was that the natural progression? Is that where the idea came from? Yeah, it would imagine. So, you know, just being a, a fantasy player uh, for fantasy football players, I should say, um, and really just our interest as fans in sports. Like when we watch a sport, we're both pretty much all in, in terms of, of knowing it. And so, you know, it just gave us a, you know, opportunity or an excuse, depending on how it goes to, to dive in and learn about the athletes and, you know, really just, you know, build out that, you know, knowledge and the types of things that we would want to see as fans of, you know, being able to go somewhere and see everybody's past event history and everything they've done and, you know, the competition season. So um, it, it's it definitely spurred from kind of the idea of fantasy football, but really just helped us from a fan perspective. Yeah, just tried to sort of fill the gap in what was out there for CrossFit of like comparing athletes together and doing a lot of the stats kind of stuff that we pull to just be like, I want to know this. So then we built sort of fantasy around getting other people to care to know it too. It's sort of an interest-based yeah. thing. I think um, what's awesome is I think it's actually a way to grow the sport. Yeah. Like I more than just grow fans, but well, yeah, grow fans because that will help grow the sport because it gives a, a fan a vested interest in the outcome of the event. So they're going to tune in for longer to see if their athletes do well in that event. Yeah. That's kind of the whole purpose of fantasy sports, yeah. get more buy-in. Right. I had a discussion with Matt O'Keefe when I had him on my podcast about gambling and fantasy sports being an integral part of advancing the sport forward. And he was in agreement um, that fantasy sports could be a, play a huge role in getting uh, CrossFit to grow. Yeah, I, I think you, you know, that Scott is just, you know, again, like to draw parallels to fantasy football, like before you played fantasy football, I think you're a Bears fan. So you probably knew the Bears, you know, Tennessee uh, North and, you know, the stars around the league. But, like, once you play fantasy football, you know everybody. Like, you know, like the slot receiver for the Colts or, you know, other teams that you would never thought think you would be watching before. But then all of a sudden you're randomly cheering for, uh, you know, a kicker out of Tampa Bay to get you some points on Monday night so you can beat your friends. Like, having that type of, you know, interest in CrossFit you know, it can only help grow the sport. Like if you're, you know, sitting there and having athletes, um, you know, if, what I heard you singing Jay Crouch, like if he can beat Chandler Smith in the final event of the games and you have bragging rights, all of all your friends, you know, when Jay pulls through, you're all of a sudden the world's biggest Jay Crouch fan. He's always going to have that special place in your heart because, you know, you got bragging rights because of it. And so it really creates an opportunity to, get more fans and to learn about more athletes, which then just, you know, 
kinds of this circular workflow where you know more fans come in more eyeballs you know gives more um you know fans and followers for the athletes uh, in the sports so they're able to attract more sponsorship dollars and then um just that brings higher quality athletes which brings more fans and so if we can you know play a part in that to you know help you know attract more people to the sport so the the level of the athletes can come in like it's it's a benefit for everybody as it comes around. So way back, probably 2015, 16, somewhere in there, my gym did a fantasy CrossFit league and it was super simplified. Nowhere as complex as what you guys have put together. Um, but Travis Mayer won me the league that year. <laughs> and now like I fanboy over him when he comes on the show because like I am attached to him because he did that for me to win that yeah. league. Um, so what I think is great is that you guys have taken like a simple concept and you've made it pretty cool. Like you get points for every event, like at the games or Wadapalooza, if there are the games, what 15 events last year, you get points for all 15 events, depending on how your, your athletes do over the course of those 15 events. Um, do you want to explain how it kind of works for our listeners? Yeah, so I guess we got um, different formats just depending on the weekends and we go through. So um, kind of the most popular one we have, which, you know, we run for the games, um, call it our salary cap challenge. Or, so, you know, ahead of the games, you know, every athlete that's competing in it has, you know, a, a price associated to them. Um, generally ranges from $80 down to, to 10 just based off of the, the past history of the athlete. And then, you uh, everybody who participates has a $250 budget to go through and pick their team. So uh, if you want, you know, Tia Tumi, cause you know, she's your favorite and you can take her and um, have that. Um, but you really you just kind of based off that $250, you got to pick three men and three women athletes um, to fill out your team. And then uh, the points that they earn over the course of the weekend is the score of your team. And so um lots of options for, for people to play. They can, you know, always pick their favorites and then um, fill out the roster with some, you know, people that they are athletes they might not know enough about or not yet anyways, and um, create some uh, new fans throughout the weekend. You created a draftable league too, correct? Where you and your friends can draft members and you'd be the only person with that, that person you drafted and then you keep track of the score for the teams um, on that way as well, correct? Yeah, that's uh, a newer game option that we did launch. I think we just launched it in the fall. Um, so with the salary cap challenge, you're competing against everybody globally with it who, who chooses to sign up. So we kind of have our overall leaderboard. But for you know a smaller group of friends, you just want to get together uh, for each of the different competitions out there, you're able to do a draft league. So like you said, it, if you, you know, random pick, get the, the first pick overall, you can choose Tia. And then, again, similar to, you know, that with three men, three women to, to fill out your team that way. So that's, a, again, a, a fun way with a, a smaller group of friends to compete that um, each person can only be selected once and uh, makes it a little bit more competitive and some more strategy in, in real time that you can do with your buddies. And either way, you can create um, little leagues 
um, we were able to create a page, the Clydesdale CrossFit and Friends or whatever, Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast page. Um, I went back to my original name. I don't know what the heck happened there. Um, we create a page and then the people that listen to us, they their scores show up in that and you get to compete against me and Kat and Amy and Charlie um, and see how you fare against us. And usually you fare better than we do. So um, that, that's fun there. So what is, what is your goal for the future with this? More people playing yeah. more games, just, yeah, bringing up, kind of just bringing up all the athletes in the sport as a whole. Like the one thing with the salary cap um, game is that you'll probably end up having to choose an athlete, but you're not that sure who it actually is. Um, which is fun. And then people that pick like Lucy Campbell at Wadapalooza, they hit their like cheaper pick, gets them a ton of points. Um, so it's part of like how we set that game up is to bring up those other athletes that don't have a million followers on Instagram and not everybody knows, but to make them like buy in to some other athletes that they don't know. And yeah, just bring up the athletes and the sport and I don't know, have some fun, have some fun, be competitive yeah. with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever have an athlete reach out to you and go, what do you mean? I'm only worth 20 bucks. We've had a partner of an athlete <laughs> tell us that someone was too cheap and our, and other like analysts and different people have told us that we have athletes that are overpriced or underpriced. But that's kind of the fun of fantasy sports is like, if you see somebody that's like super cheap and you think they're going to go off that weekend, pick them, build right. their team around them. Talk well, that, about it with all your buddies. That's the cheat code. That's how right? you win these things. Yeah. That's the exactly. cheat code. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. fantasy sports. So, And if you see someone you think's overpriced, don't buy them. Exactly. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just to get people to engage in different ways throughout the season and have some fun. So do you, do either of you have the knowledge to build this, whatever it is you have that, that, that is, enables us to be able to pick and put the teams together and score it. Is it, do one of you have the knowledge that built that? Yeah. So I do have a, a background in computer science and, um, just yeah, spent a career working in CrossFit, so it was just a, a little project I was just dabbling in um, on on the side. Just you know, started to build it up, and then uh, fortunately, Catherine thought it was also a good idea and started telling people and kind of pushed it over the edge to uh, to make it see the light of day. But yeah, so it's uh, Catherine does you know almost all the social media and data side of it, where I'm more of the the back end uh, coding the pieces together. Who's better at picking teams? Oh, probably Dave. Yeah. I think I've done well once. Or I usually do well for like a little bit and then my team falls apart. Because Catherine's more in the data, she tends to overanalyze each week. Um, where I'm more of a think fast and just set the team. So I'm like changing my <laughs> roster until the minute that there's the cutoff. <laughs> and if I had just like sat with my first team, I probably would do better. Yeah, I, I am have the disadvantage of I'm always traveling right before the event. So when like, say, Bethany Shadburn gets COVID and can't compete at the games, then she's stuck in my lineup and I'm getting zero <laughs> points the entire week. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, there's a lot of, that's the handling of like the withdrawals and different things like that is kind of something that we're still sort of working through, but in a way, like going back to like that's fantasy sports is if you don't know that your wide receiver is out and you put him in your lineup, he's in your lineup. Like that kind of thing is sort of just what happens. Although that is a good growth area to see from a sport, from kind of a a professionalism standpoint to see even with Wadapalooza, like there's a a bunch of people that you're ending up dropping or withdrawing that uh, just no show. So I think from a a sport to, to professionalize and kind of grow up a bit, I think that's something that there is a lot of room for potential to see, you know, that publicized to see who withdraws in advance and who, um, you know, if there's a backfiller, who the, the actual finalized athletes are to see from a fan perspective, to know who's going to be there and why they're going to be there. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate that injuries do occur, but um, to have a bit more from a, a publicity standpoint to, to see that out there, I think could be a, a room for improvement in CrossFit as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. I want to come back to that in a second, but um, I want to talk about your data before we move on to, to some other announcements we're going to make. And that is you guys have this backend data and you talked about it during COVID that you compiled. And I believe you have every competition from 2016 forward. Yes. Yeah. We, and we've also loaded. So within each competition, we've actually loaded the event data as well. Um, except for two competitions that were missing event data from 2019 but yeah we've loaded everything when we first started brian friend actually reached out and shared some spreadsheets with us which is where those two events that have been populated from was what he kind of shared and then that got us moving and then i dug deeper and pulled all those leaderboards and reformatted it and set it up in a way that then dave to load it into the database well i yeah necessitate being able to to follow it and learn to have to know where somebody was from all the different sanctionals and regionals in the past to to help it through so it it was an undertaking but at least from personal perspective was worth it to be able to look at it and i like doing stuff like that it was fun (laughs) yeah i um i actually used it uh, doing some research for an interview uh, because you had brought it to my attention that it was there super easy to look up a person and kind of see the events they attended and what they did. Um, yeah, super helpful. If you ever want to know like who did what and what event at what, at what um, competition, you can do that through their um, website. And, and do you want to give the listeners your website? At, um, just at fantasyfitnessing.com. We have an athlete lookup section that you can search even like partial spellings, if you aren't totally sure how to spell their first or last name, like a couple letters will get you a list of athletes. Um, and then we also have a competitions tab that has like the list of complete competitions. If you want to go look at a competition and then all those comps, those athletes are linked to their profile too. So you can kind of go both ways of, oh, who got third? And then you can go by the competition and then see the athlete profile. Right. And like you said, like, like when I interviewed Brent Fitkowski, I know what he's good at and what he's not good at because I've, I'm a fan of the sport. But when I interview Olivia Sulik, she's new to the sport. She's 18 years old, but she's done some competitions 
And it gave me the ability to look and see what she had done in those competitions. Um, and which was awesome. Awesome. That's so good. Yeah. And so when you, when there are those, those newcomers and are up and comers that have done some competitions, you can kind of see what they're good at, what they're working on, um, where they improve. Um, it's really, it's really a great tool. Yeah. Cause especially through the sanctionals and the off season events, there are people that are competing in them that you're not hearing about through the open. They're not making the top five out of the semifinals, that kind of stuff, but they are doing these competitions and have lined up against Sam Briggs and stuff like that. Like they they're in the game. You just don't know them yet. Yeah. And they may have a top five finish in an event. Um, And when you're trying to pick that $20 athlete or that $10 athlete, it it could be pretty handy. Yep. Winning event helps. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, I want to tell our listeners kind of what our plan is um, to work with you. Um, If you've been with us for very long at all, you have heard that we are um, launching a new new show from Clydesdale Media. It's going to be called The Rig Report. And that, that show is going to feature as one of its segments every week through the season, Fantasy Fitnessing. Yep. So Dave and Catherine are going to produce um, a little weekly show kind of highlighting some of what who may do well, who may not do well during open events or whatever. Um, And they're going to do that every week. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And so we're so excited to have them. Um, Any ideas of what kind of content you're going to include in those? (laughs) Still building it out. Um, You know, I think a lot of it will be I guess, looking forward to the, the upcoming events, um, you know, both, you know, being able to summarize a lot of like the past athlete data to do some comparisons in terms of, um, you know, who's competing and, you know, who might have the edge versus, versus other people uh, will be a part of it. You know, as, you know, in some of the, the longer periods, um, we might have some more, you know, fun stats types of episodes, you know, as part of what we're working on, um, we're going through, so we have the competitions, we have the event history, um, but going through and starting to classify those events, um, kind of along the CrossFit level two scorecard. So, um, whether it's a chipper or a couplet or a triplet or, um, a single modality type of workout to, to really, you know, nerd out, um, in the stats itself. So you can see, um, in terms of, you know, if there's going to be three couplets um, at Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge um, this year, you know, from that field, you know, who excels in couplets or who excels in, um, you know, sub five minute workouts or or those types of, you know, stats to help, you know, again, from a fan's perspective, when you're there, you might know the big names, but you might not know, um, you know, that up and comer who, you know, is going to excel at, at certain events. So um, some data like that to, to bring it more to the forefront to, to highlight, you know, a, a larger cross-section of athletes that don't typically get the limelight um, as well. Yeah, and a lot of it will be driven by the games that we're running because we'd run like an open madness, like March Madness style bracket for the open. And then we move into like salary cap games. So it'll be especially through the open and quarterfinals, kind of looking at the athletes that we actually have in those games, because we can't 
have them all mm -hmm. because it's a very, very deep field. Um, so it'll kind of be profiling the athletes that are in the games to help people pick your teams and stuff like that. And then the in-between will be like the fun things that have sort of come up as we're setting up the games and athletes that break onto the scene and yeah, things that catch our eye to geek out a little bit. Well, one thing that I haven't even talked to you guys about um, that I'm going to kind of announce now is we are going to go live um, during all the open announcements. Okay. We are going to have experts on to help athletes like on how they should attack the workout um, based on what it is and, and what they're doing. But I'd love to have one of you on with your database to be able to quickly pull up like, okay, this, this open workout is row and wall balls. And you can let us know like what athletes do well at that, what oh. athletes struggle with that. Um, and we can kind of do that live on the air um, while we're doing it um, to kind of contribute to uh, the open announcements. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. That'd be super fun. So yeah, we, now that we, we have the ability to go live on YouTube, um, yeah. we can actually do it live while, while the announcement is going on. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That'd um, be fun so, to be part of. So um, are you guys doing the open this year? We haven't signed up, but yes. <laughs> we will be. Yeah. <laughs> Any goals for this year's open? Yeah, I don't know. Like, are we going RX? Are we going RX? Like, <laughs> I was listening. Like, um, we get with the programming podcast. I think they, Chase and Bill, had a really good analogy of the open. Doesn't ne necessarily. I can't remember how they describe it. So, you know, I'll scroll back and you can find it. But you know, basically, just you know, if you can RX to go RX to you know have that achievement and see yourself in the leaderboard versus just uh, another workout. So. I think ideally, if we are able to, or at least from my perspective, um, I did my first RX Open event last year. So um, if I could build on that. That said, I haven't worked on any of the skills like double unders or wall balls or <laughs> the gymnastics movements necessary to do that. So it might be a bit of luck to draw. Um, you know, really, I don't know. We both had COVID over the, the Christmas break and I really just getting our stride back all, all three of us from a, a fitness yeah. perspective. So, um, you know, at the same time, just going out there and being able to at least give my best is, you know, an accomplishment at this point as well. So, and our gym barracks fitness does like the super fun Friday night, like heats and stuff like that. So just go have some fun, maybe try an RX and yeah, yeah it's really just for fun. <laughs> Yeah. But kind of competitive, but kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm super excited because last year I did it in my garage. Um, and I'm now at a new gym and this will be my first open with that new gym. So I'm super excited to be back a part of a community yeah, um, doing the open again. And it they do the same so thing. Bad. Yeah. It's so much better to be part of like a whole bunch of people suffering through the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that I have a games athlete at my gym and get to watch her do the open is going to be nice. pretty fun. That's a yeah. spectacle on its own. Yeah. So, and that's the first time I've ever had that as a part of my, my open experience. So yeah, super stoked. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see their, their approach to workout versus everybody else's. Yeah. I know there's, you know, a couple athletes that were definitely top 1000th overall from an open standpoint in our gym and just seeing 
them attack the workout versus everybody else. It, it's quite interesting to see that that level of differentiation between the athlete, level of athletes there. Yeah, I think so to go from the yeah, top thousand to top fifty would be, I'm sure, quite the jump. Yeah, I think level. I put too much pressure on myself. And when I'm talking to athletes this year, like they're training through the open, they're not worried about the top 10% because that's not that big of a deal for them. And I think hopefully that helps me take that approach. It's just another workout, you know, just, just train through it. It's nothing, it's no big deal, but I always seem to put this sense of like, Oh, on the workout. And then I go so hard and I end up hurting myself. Yeah, it's one of those things that you're like, it is like you go in and just do one piece. Like sometimes there's two pieces in the workouts that we go to on a Monday and you're like, I'm going to go do this one, but like sell my soul (laughs) for not sure why, but it's what you do. It's really hard for me to flip that switch off because, you know, I was a college athlete for a brief moment in my life and I am very competitive and it's very hard to, to shut that down. And that's why I love fantasy fitnessing because it doesn't hurt in my joints. Yeah. It doesn't hurt any of my body parts to play. And yet I can still be as competitive as I want to be. Exactly. That's the best part about fantasy yeah. sports. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys. This has been a lot of fun. Um, we're, oh, I'm sure we'll have you back on repeatedly now that we're partnering up and I'm yeah. super excited about that and uh, can't wait to see what we can grow in the future. Yes, we look forward to being part of it. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Appreciate us. Appreciate you having us on. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.